Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. You know, I'm getting to where I hate the weekends. Why is and that? The reason is, well, the reason is, is that you have the media, which is a liberal media, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to say that because they are. Yep. And so they want to sit there and and spew er- because they know they're going to go uncontested for the weekend, all weekend long. So when you take your smart device and look at it, look at the news, you know, Trump's days are numbered now. How many weekends in a row has that headline been out there? Oh, he can't get out of this. Oh, he's in trouble. <laughs> oh, you know, and then the other, you know, so they do all this negativity. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think ought to be a damn crime What's that? is, you know, you have AI articles. And I use AI to generate positive stories that we don't use on, on this here podcast to, you know, win over and influence people to a certain way. No, I use it in marketing things of other things. Hey, this is the greatest widget in the world. And here's why, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I do research on the widget, put it in there and then it writes up a nice, beautiful piece of copy and they go, wow, you're brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. It took me 30 seconds, but either way you can also, now you see a background, right? Right there. There's a background behind bill. I can see bill. Obviously it's an audio only podcast, so you can't, right. but I can see bill and he has a nice a- uh, cityscape behind him. Yeah, and it's, well, Boston, and mm-hmm. I call that morning in Boston, and it's the sunrise, a golden sky. Yeah, okay? very pretty. Beautiful very nice. picture. Yep. All right, you can't find that photograph anywhere. You know why? Why? I entered a couple of photos that said, here's what the city looks like. Give me morning in Boston. It's a digital rendition of Boston to my specs that I just typed in what I wanted, and boom, it gave me... You mean me... a computer generated that picture, Bill? Nobody took that picture. I have to tell you, I what, this is no lie. He stepped away from the microphone before the show, and I had the picture, and I was looking at there it. Is. Yeah, and I was thinking, what a nice shot. What It, had, it has a, an interesting uh, composition to it in that in the front of the picture, it has a colonial look to it. Uh, you can see an old building yeah. with old gas... Uh, gas lights around exactly. uh, a little pond, and then but when you look off in the distance, you see the skyline of a, a 21st century city, and you think, boy, there's the difference, right? It really a very well done picture. I thought whoever did that really had their stuff together, right? Now you're telling me it was done by a computer. <laughs> me and my computer, thank you. The computer that I'm on right now did it. So, oh my gosh! What? Now, my point for all of this uh-huh. is that you see, like I saw somebody going, you know, uh, when it comes to age, there's no comparison. And there was a swinging young Joe Biden, you know, yeah. and then they said, and here's Trump, you know, fat guy from the side that's got chin hanging down and thinning hair and a big fat guy. They're trying to create, create um, a narrative that Biden is fit. And Trump is not. And, I and he had a head full of hair. And it was. And then I said, wait a minute. I can I can see the pixelation. And, you know, it, when somebody goes, it's Photoshopped. You can Photoshop and you can make somebody look bigger or paste in. Sure. But what they're doing is they're doing a, well, if it's Photoshopped, you know, I think that you should you should have to say Photoshop uh, on the, the picture. above is a photoshopped image. Yeah. And if you can't show proof that you got that exact picture that can be checked, mm-hmm. you go, you know, you get fined. And I, I think, you know, it's you. Uh, I'm but sure but I think even along. worse, Bill, is the AI generated pictures, because the entire with a Photoshop picture, it's mostly um, the computer repairs something. Uh, for example, if Biden looks right. old, they, the computer will make him look younger, you know, but it's really the same picture. But with AI, it creates sometimes a completely different picture from scratch. That's exactly, Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, the photo that they do of that, they should sit there and say, yeah, we wanted to show you. You know, what we see in our eyes, but it's not really true. Well, you know what they're doing now, Bill? They're making movies, complete movies, entire movies with AI. Yeah. Uh, people Look, say, what, I, do you, what do you mean? I thi- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that I have no problem with somebody making a movie with AI. What I have a problem with is that, like, in, in the news where they sit there 
and they say, here's a picture of so-and-so, um, you know, what they want to do is they want to sit there and villainize or, you know, very unflatterize somebody, which is what they're doing in the political arena. Well, look at Joe. He's, he's thin, fit, and healthy, strong, and got a full set of hair and everything. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, that's not the Joe that we see on stage that can't find his way off the stage, let alone read the teleprompter. But that's what they portray. And then they show this this fat, big belly guy, and I'm sitting there going, no, 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 because I've seen him. He's he's a six-foot, hey. what, poor guy, and he's, he, he, he's stocky, but he's oh, not. On Saturday, he stood uh, handing out turkey dinners to yeah, border, guards. Uh, border guards, and he shook their hands, each and every one of them. By the way, that's a sacrifice piece. We talked about this. He's a germ- germaphobe. He right. is a guy who's very fastidious about cleanliness, and he doesn't like uh, doing stuff like that. But he did it for the border guards. He, he, there's the video online of him shaking everyone's hand as he puts stuff uh, on their plate. That was a selfless act of kindness, A, because he brought turkey dinner, B, because he went and individually shook all their hands. And C, if you don't know what a germaphobia is, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Howie Mandel, is that his name? Oh, yeah. Howie Mandel. Yeah, he's a germaphobe. He is a big germaphobe. Look it up. He won't shake hands, and if he touches you, he's got to wash him, scrub him, sanitize him, do everything. He doesn't want to breathe the air that you breathe in front of you. He is a germaphobe, and that's what, you know, it is a condition, but Trump has gotten around that. Mandel acknowledges it, by the way. Mandel knows he has it. Well, Trump acknowledges it, too. And so when they sat there and came up with, uh, you know, the urination stories and the hooker stories and all of this and that, you sit there and go, wait a minute, a germaphobe wouldn't even be in that situation. So what's going on here? Oh, you're telling a story. And that gets back to my weekend stuff is because – they're telling stories, and if you don't get it and don't believe it, it's just like the 40,000 hours of footage that has come out. Well, now they're sitting there going, oh, yeah, that guy that's holding the badge, he's not holding no badge. Matter of fact, he went to jail because blah, 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 that, blah, blah. That's going. nonsense. That's a badge. I saw that. It's a badge. They're trying. Now they're lying about the footage that uh, is being presented. The footage that's being presented, you see it for yourself. A guy walks up to a... Uh, an exit, I guess. He looks like a protester, and he just takes a moment, reaches into his coat, pulls out what looks like a badge, flashes it at police officers, and puts it back in his coat when they they acknowledge it. Now they're trying to say, oh, that wasn't really a badge. That was something else completely. And the guy who was in the picture actually was uh, arrested and has been put in jail for four years. You know, that's nonsense. Well, I would say it's going to be a hard time proving it one way or the other because he had a mask on. So how the hell do you know who he was? Because I don't know either. And with that mask, you know, oh, you were there at the booking center when they took it off. You were there and witnessed everything. Or is this just a, well, they said this was so-and-so. Or is it a fabricated story? I'm betting on fabricated. Do you walk around when you're Yes, I do. When you're on the street? I'm sure you do. Do you walk around with a, ba- a badge in your coat? No, I don't. I don't? He no. this, this guy reached into his coat, and by the way, it wasn't like a toy badge type thing. It was. It looked like uh, the kind of badge that an FBI agent would have, you know, in a little uh, leather uh, wallet type well, situation. He flipped it, showed it to him, and flipped it back and put it in his... Well, yeah, I don't... I, I don't have, well, maybe I do. I'll have to go back to that picture and see if I can enlarge it because, you know, when somebody goes, now, what's your interpretation of a badge? Is the badge a metal thing? With That's a what it looked like. It, like a, I, I did enlarge it. I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I was sitting there going, there's a lot of ways to do it. Let's say you blow that thing up and you see, well, there's a picture there. So it's not a badge. It's a license. No. Uh, like an FBI agent. Uh, I don't have my wallet right If here. I flip, flip my up, license in a, in a crowd situation like that at an FBI agent, they wouldn't have let me through the exit. Do you know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm leaving and I pull my license out and flip it like he did, you know, he flipped it well, like an agent. Like, hey, I'm one of you. Yeah. 
Well, very good friend of mine, he was retired now, was an FBI agent, was on the, the was in the border, and then worked for the uh, with the banking thing when, when all that crap went to hell in a handbasket in 2008. That was when I was in Pittsburgh, and that's where he was based, it was in Pittsburgh, good mm-hmm. friend of mine. But we were out at, uh, what was it, uh, Kennywood, you know, the old park there? In we Pittsburgh, there it's an amusement park, yeah. folks. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, big amusement park, still very popular. Well, you know, both our families were out there, and we were on the racing roller, co- roller coasters, you know, and I was in the red one. And uh, But anyway, long story short, he lost his wallet, which had his badge. And it wasn't, per se, a badge. It was a photo ID of, you know, his face on it, FBI, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. But for all practical purposes, that was a badge, and that was very important because, the, you know, anybody that holds that thing, Pretty much gets a pass anywhere. Cops bow down to it. Everybody bows down to it. And there will be no questions here. I wasn't here. And that's that with that piece of, you know, plastic with encased whatever. You know, but that's that's a badge too. Well, all I, can tell a metal you, thing. all I can tell you, Bill, is this. Uh, it looked like a gold badge in a flip wallet. He presented it that way as he was leaving and going through the checkpoint, and he got acknowledged by the people at the checkpoint, obviously, because he did what that. What they saw was what they expected to exactly. see. Exactly. So, hey, the other thing is this. It was a similar situation last week. We talked about this, where they have a guy in handcuffs behind his back. They're walking him out of the building. They get to the checkpoint. They stop him. They unhandcuff him. They give him his backpack back. He fist bumps one of the Capitol Police, and he leaves the building. Now, mm-hmm. look at If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, there's a good chance it's a duck, okay? Right. And, and these guys, uh, what we're doing with the 40,000 hours is a lot of people all around the country are taking a little bit of their time and going through the footage and finding a lot of stuff. There's an article. I didn't get a chance to read it this morning. They were talking about what they were finding on the body cams of the Capitol police, the body cams. See what we saw with the January 6th hearings were the security cameras that were on the different uh, lobbies and in the different points around the Capitol. The body cams were from the Capitol Police. You know, it's much more up close and personal. As a matter of fact, you can go to Gateway Pundit right now. I think in the top column there of stories, Mm -hmm. one of them is the J6 police body cams. So you could take a look at that and see exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking right now. Yeah, they've got links uh, where they can, uh, uh, you know, you you can see the different footage. I mean, one of the captions, Taylor Swift's concerts get wilder than this. You know, people just, you know, walking through orderly, but you see the Gestapo police there waiting to... Well, I saw, I saw a picture last week. I think I mentioned this on the show Friday. There was a section of the Capitol Police, uh, Capitol uh, Hill lawn that had been cordoned off. And in this area yeah. was a, a large group of people, and they were waiting for their instructions from the, uh, I guess, the federal government. And then after a certain period of time, these people would be released into the crowd. You know, when they tell you that they're, when I see Christopher Ray sitting there at a hearing and denying that there were any FBI, he's very specific. He'll say, I can categorically deny that any FBI agents were involved in the, uh, in the demonstration on January 6th. Well, let's not split hairs, Chris. Were they FBI subcontractors? Were they people that you hired who don't really work for the FBI per se as an agent, but you're hiring them to do a certain job, to be disruptive, to create a storyline that you guys want presented? You know? I, 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 and I also, by the way, think there were FBI agents there. I think he, with all due respect, Chris, I think you have a you 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 lie easily. All right, well, it comes to you easily. 
you know, it gets down to they work for the federal government. Now, they may be an FBI agent today, but you can work for the federal government and pretty much do the same job over and over and over again, but you're reclassified. Uh, I don't want to go into a lot of details, but I talked to a particular relative last night who just got back from Australia uh, from business with the government, you know, in the critical minerals department. I thought that they were working with a certain branch of the government. And now I said, no, 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 no. I changed. Really? So you got a different office? Oh, no, 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 no. And then, uh, well, now they work for Blinken. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is they can be at, recategorized. Yeah. And they, it can be done with ease quickly. Uh, quickly. Yeah, it can be for a day. Say. It can be for a day. Today, you're not an agent of the FBI. Today, much, yeah. today you are. You all are on furlough. Technically, as of this moment, you are not an FBI agent. Now, if you come You're to work, if you come to work though. on Monday, you'll be an agent again. No matter what, you're a government employee. So, when you say an FBI agent, I would more or less say because even a contractor at that point in time is a government employee because mm-hmm. you had to go through certain checks. I would think so. Let's just be clear, you know, they might not have been an FBI agent, but they sure as hell were a government employee. Yeah. Well, uh, this guy who was walking to the Capitol and flashed that wallet we were talking about, you know, I can tell you he wasn't a custodian. They don't give gold shields in a wallet to custodians. This guy was an agent of some kind. Maybe he was an FBI. Maybe he was uh, some other three-letter agency that was working on that day. how do you know they don't have different branches of FBI? You know, I mean, there could be other wings of it, just like you have the U.S. military. You've got the But you know what bothers me, Bill? This gets to another area. I saw a video uh, over the weekend of FBI agents on the front porch of a single-parent mother. She had been been there at uh, January 6th. She had been, uh, she didn't breach the Capitol. She had just been in the crowd cheering everybody on. She didn't cause any trouble. She was there. But somehow, maybe on her social media or something, she mentioned she was there for the, well, knock on the front door. Uh, about eight to 10 FBI agents in full gear, guns, uh, body, you know, body armor, uh, helmets. Uh, on her front porch, her 13-year-old son, who literally, he was outside, I guess, playing. He, he comes up to the front porch to see what's going on, and he puts his hands in the air like he's afraid. He doesn't want, some, he doesn't, he doesn't want these people to shoot him, a 13-year-old kid. The mother comes out of the house, answers the doorbell. She's in her bathrobe, and I guess they arrested her. I guess oh. they arrested her. I don't know what about that 13-year-old kid. What do you do? I guess they had to bring him down downtown, too. But I guess what I'm saying is this isn't the America that I was brought up well, in. You know, I've spent decades of life in this country, and in my entire life, I have never seen this kind of uh, police state, uh, you know, become almost well, commonplace, Bill. Yeah, it, it has. And it's not necessary. I'll give you the two sides of the coin. The one side of the coin would be, well, it's protocol. They have to do it because they don't know what they're going to encounter. But with that said, you know, there's still, okay, you can sit there and be at the ready, but you don't have to be at the Wait a offense. But on the other side of let me get the other side yeah. of the coin. The other side of the coin is they have intel before they go there. They know ex- They knew exactly what they were dealing with, and they knew damn good and well there probably is no reason to sit there and send a brigade over there. They could send one guy and maybe another guy for backup. Well, let me tell you, car I, and that's it. most policemen, when they go knocking on a door to, to get a suspect, to talk to somebody, they don't bring nine, ten people in no, body armor. No, they arm. don't. You no, know? they don't. That's what I'm saying. This was a they'll, show they're of gonna force. Argue. This yeah. was a show of force. What I'm saying is they'll say it's protocol – and then, but the fact is, they knew exactly what they were going to encounter. And then, yeah, now, thirdly, it was 
to show everybody else, well, this is what you're going to get if you happen to speak up, say you know something, or you just want to be braggadocious and say, yeah, I was there. <laughs> if it, well, Bill, if it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, a show of force, uh, they would have said uh, no, no cameras, no video, photographing this is illegal. They would have done all sorts of things to make sure that the public didn't see them wearing body armor knocking on this person's house. Never mind the neighborhood. You know, uh, the neighbor, you know, the neighbors watched, but they didn't, they, the footage came from the cameras on the security cameras on the house. And, you know, you know. they want, they want the country to see these guys in body armor walking up the front steps, knocking, pounding on the door. Let me ask you a question. If you were hmm, a neighbor and you saw that going down across the street, would you not sit there at your front window with your phone, cell phone, sitting there going, well, let's videotape uh, yeah. this and see. So somebody has got the real story, just like the guy that was shot down in front of his house were up in the Utah or something Yeah, like actually, that, there, were, there were a couple of guys who were were shot. Well, I think one was in Arizona, one was in uh, yeah. Arkansas was it? But yeah, it, like it was. It happened two guys in a row, Bill. But the media, when that footage comes out, they squash it. Of course. Now, why are you squashing it? Now, there's news. Hey, our government is out of control. You know, let's show the video. No, no, bury it. Just bury it. Yeah. Get rid of it. This, this, this has got to stop, folks. This has got to stop. There should never. Hey. It's one thing if you you're going into a, a drug lord's house, you know, a guy who runs a cartel somewhere and you go in with your uh, body armor and your assault weapons. But when you're going into a PTA mom's house, a single mom and you're pounding on her door and she comes out in her bathrobe and you put her hands in handcuffs behind her back, you know, and all she ever did was go to the demonstration. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is wrong. This is sinful. This is evil, and this is not right. I mean, no, it, you know, not. we talked about uh, looks of things. We what they didn't show on the news over the weekend mm -hmm. was President Trump taking time out of his his the weekend border. to go to the border and to literally uh, scoop out. I guess it was either mashed potatoes or stuffing or something, and then. Every time he would put a scoop in the plate, the person receiving it would extend their hand and he'd shake their hand. And and even the guy who was in charge of the border patrol who spoke at the end said, I've never seen I've never seen such a selfless act by a person. You know this guy shook everybody's hand. You know, let's take a look at his character, because you know, I ran into somebody that sat there and go I said, you know, you're spewing hate. You're nothing but hate. Well, I hate the bastard. Well, why do you hate the bastard? Because you were told he was a bastard. But whatever you were told about Trump, you know, don't believe everything you've been told. Don't believe everything that they've shown you. You've got to judge for yourself. Now, if he's, because I saw an, an attorney doing his thing, uh, the MT attorney or whatever it's called. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it doesn't matter. And he's going, I've been an attorney for a long time. Let me show you where the fraud is and all the real estate stuff. He's not a real estate attorney. He doesn't know anything about real estate and about loans, but he's sitting there taking that narrative and saying, this is why, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's negative, negative, negative. And that's what they want you to do is, is believe those, those negative stories. But, and what they don't want you to see it, along the same lines is that when Trump was on trial, he presented not just his opinion, but he brought experts in real estate, noted national experts on real they, estate, to testify, to sit on the stand and explain why his properties were the value they were. They don't they want to talk about him. That. They poo-pooed him. And, you know, they're they're putting down the, the Christian right and— religion and faith and everything and you know and they're going ah oh, trump this and trump that but you know i listened to what he had to say one time and you can say what you want about christianity and 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 faith 
But the man has had some kind of, you know, spiritual mor- epiphany <laughs> of spiritual epiphany, a yep. moral, a moral, you know, re, yep. you know, recalibration, yes, <laughs> recalibration of his life. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, but a criminal can go to jail, serve time and come out and be a changed person or they may not. Now, I'm not equating the two things there to say, oh, he's done all these bad things, but I'm saying you want to talk about his moral character and bring it down. You know, let's talk about yours. Let's talk about all your industry. Well, no, I don't t- have any. Well, let me get, let me go and get some snoopers out there and really dig into your underwear drawer and let's find out what's going on in your life. And all of a sudden, you know, let's talk about the guy he's up against Joe Biden, his character. Well, they- over the they weekend, talk about him, what a great guy he is! Over the weekend, he's at a. I guess they were showing a screening of uh, Wonka. You know, Hollywood can't create anything new anymore, so they take old things and they re- redo them. them. They make them. They make them woke, and they give them a similar name. It's not Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, what's coming out December fifteenth is a movie called Wonka. Well, what's that about? Give me uh give me a minute, I'll think about it. Anyway, uh Biden's there at the screening and he walks up to this little girl who's sitting there watching it, and here's what he says. Listen, this is Joe Biden. Thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you? Seventeen? Six. How old are you? He says to a six-year-old girl, how old are you, 17? First he says, I love your ears. This is a, He's on stage. He's on stage and people are sitting around in, in, in tables. And instead of being presidential, he walks up to this little girl and he starts making uh, uh, these inappropriate Sexual, comments. Yeah, inappropriate comments. And here this little girl is, innocent as can be, with her parents. And they showed up somewhere that he happens to be. And he walks over, which brings the cameras over, and he says inappropriate comments and then gets her name and puts it out for all the world to see. So some other pedophile might sit there and go, hmm. What you can't yeah. see, what you can't see when you, obviously, because it's audio, is he leans right up to her, and I think he touches her ears or her face or something. Shouldn't touch that child, should not touch her. But he's, this is not, this is how Biden is. Biden is the guy who sniffs little kids' hair. You now, know, the only thing that he really could do is sit there. She put her hand out, is you know, hold his hand out with his finger and let her let him let her shake his hand, and that's it. Because you know, anything beyond that, you, you draw a lot of you raise a lot of eyebrows and draw a lot of questions. And even the Democrats are going, Joe, don't do that. You know, because then they got to tell lies again. Anyway, um, this is a guy who they want you to believe is is with it. By the way, if you saw him last week uh, when he was was, was with uh, the Asian leaders in San Francisco, this guy walked around. So help me God, folks, no no lie. Look, you know I'm not a fan of his. Okay, you know that I'm being very upfront. But if the guy had been presidential, if the guy had stood there and exuded confidence and power, I would tell you that too. He didn't. He was in San Francisco, and so help me God, folks, he looked lost everywhere he went. He would stand on stage, and all the leaders would be standing there looking towards the camera, getting ready, and he'd be in the middle of the picture, and he'd be looking around like, where the hell am I? And honest to God, folks, no exaggeration. You can see this for yourself. The guy is out of his element. He should not be in the position he's in, but he's there. He's there. I mean, they had to call him up to the microphone because he didn't know it was his turn to speak. And then he comes over. The first thing he says, uh, sorry, didn't mean to keep you waiting. Ay, ay, ay. But let me tell you where the Democratic Party is right now. We Remember that girl down in, uh, I think it was Virginia, who she and her husband were doing pornographic videos and posting them online. She was she running. Lost. She was running for the state legislature. You're right. She lost. Well. 41-year-old Courtney Casgro, the Democratic congressional candidate running for a seat in Oregon's 1st District, was a dominatrix in her 20s and 30s. Casgro worked as a dominatrix 
at a BDSM dungeon in Midtown Manhattan and charged clients $500 an hour. She panicked after the videos of her work in a sex dungeon were posted to social media. You know, when someone's there taking a video of you and you're naked, there's a good chance that that's never going to go away. Uh, Cosgrove, I'm always surprised, by the way, when young people are surprised. Oh, I did that uh, 10 years ago. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm surprised. Listen, once you do it, especially on the Internet, it's there forever. In some computer, somewhere, in the hidden resources of some hard drive, you'll find images you did 20 years ago. They're there. But anyway, Cosgrove was uh, absolutely surprised. She's running for uh, this position. She's a new person now. I mean, she also told the Post, I guess that's the New York Post, that she's uh, using this as an opportunity to reclaim her sexuality. Oh, gag me with a pitchfork. Reclaim her sexuality. Are these people for real? But she, she, I guess she figures that she was very open with her sexuality back in the day. And by doing well, she that, she was open, all right. And by <laughs> by doing by by doing that, she obviously feels that she was exploited, even though she did it voluntarily. Well, now at forty-one, she's trying to make it private again. Her sexuality. First of all, we don't care that much about you, lady. All right, you want to go around and do that kind of thing? Fine. What, That's what your pe- own thing. What we what we care about is that you're presenting a false image. You know, you, you you're presenting an image of being somebody who is, conser- I say conservative, who is a politician, who uh, is somebody who is has some dignity, somebody who uh, never got involved in what you've. Let me tell you something. If we could get cameras into the pr- private lives of half of the politicians in Washington, they would fill up enough uh, of these websites. Believe me, these are not uh, people with any kind of uh, class. Some of these people, they just there. They're just there to get the money. They're just there to get the power, exactly. and they're just there to get out. You know, I mean, yeah. if you want to know what kind of a job it is, look at guys like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, right? He's uh, he's the guy is uh, he's senile. You saw what happened to him this past summer. He had uh, blankout episodes where all of a sudden he froze in place. But this is a guy who won't retire, won't get out of Congress. Because he's making too much damn money and he has too much power. He, I mean, he's got a nice limo. He's got a security team behind him. He can go anywhere, do anything. He doesn't. He's living like a king. You, when now, you wait, uh, go ahead, Bill. Well, no, I was going to say I had this conversation yesterday with a family member in government, and uh, uh, that was one of my laments. I'm going, you know, Congress, a Congress person gets elected, and maybe one, two terms, and that should be about it. Three, yeah. if they're really lucky. But they go in and they stay forever, and then they come out millionaires. Or if, or if they only go in for two years and they come out millionaires, you got a question. And I'm sitting there going, and I was lamenting about that. And and uh, she goes, yeah, well, you know, it's it's not like it used to be where you come in and you you do your job for one or two years and then you go back to normal life. I said, yeah, and I'm getting tired of the of the media not telling the truth or presenting the stories. And she goes, well, the truth doesn't sell. Well, no, the truth doesn't sell. No, see, there's a story. That's the you know, we, 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 both of us have cringed when we've used the term narrative, right? Yeah. We use a, but you have to understand the the description works. That's what it is. It's a narrative, meaning yeah. somewhere along the line, the people in the back rooms have sat down and and figured out a storyline, and he goes from point A to point B. Okay, this in. And it's designed to keep the interest of the public and to present a certain uh, story to to you and to me. And, and we're supposed to just believe this. By the way, it's been going on for decades. This is the mm-hmm. problem. The problem that they're running into right now is that people are catching on finally that they've been lied to for decades. For decades. Yeah. I mean, we... Look, let's go back to JFK. I, I like JFK, right? I was a kid when JFK was president, but I and I knew nothing about uh, Judith Campbell Exner. You know, remember Judith Campbell Exner? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you don't. She was having an affair with Kennedy while he was president in the White House, 
And also, he, uh, Sam Giancana, who was the head of the Chicago mob, she was having a dual affair with both of these guys at the same time. Talk about inappropriate. Never mind the fact that it was sexually inappropriate, but one guy is the head of the Chicago mob. The other guy is the president of the United States. You think that there was any bedtime talk there where they were talking about oh, different stories? Oh, absolutely not. No. Come on, Jim. You're reaching now. But that was 1962. That was yeah. 1961. You know? I mean, did you know about uh, Roosevelt's affair with his sec- one of his secretaries? No. Did you know that Eisenhower supposedly had an affair with his his driver in Europe? She, it was a woman, all right? He had a woman, I guess, driver or assistant in Europe when he was Supreme Allied Commander, and he apparently had a relationship. I didn't know. But it well, was. does it does it matter to you? Well, you know what you know what bothers me. It bothers me because um, it says that our our secrets can be compromised easily. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it means that people can get if people can get that close to you, if people can can be so close that they're sleeping with you, then what else can they get from you? You know. Can they find well, out about our nuclear secrets? Can they find out about, you know, what we're going to do next in a certain part of the world just with idle talk? Well, what it also shows, too, is that uh, maybe uh, the person close to you is genuine. But the simple fact is you're hiding a secret, and somebody sees that you're hiding a secret, and now that is a bargaining chip against you. Like, you don't want your wife to know about this and your kids. And let's go back Wouldn't to Trump. Terrible? Let's go yeah. back to that silly man Trump that so many people criticize, right? I mean, he's got blonde hair. and He's always got a tan. And, oh, my gosh, he's done this, he's done that. But let's think about it for a second. If you are not a fan of Trump, just sit down for a second and listen, all right? Let's say... Let's say Trump is maybe he's he's the president of the United States. He has an absolutely gorgeous first lady. She's probably one of the prettiest, if not the prettiest first lady we've ever had. That's his wife. That's who he goes to uh, home to every night. Mm-hmm. He uh, he spends all of his time with his associates doing government stuff. I mean, even now he's not president and he's going all over the country shaking hands, doing stuff. He's greeting people all around the country. I mean, I was thinking over the weekend I'd be home with, I was home watching the football game. Obviously the president wasn't, President Trump was, he was all over the place. He was in Iowa on Saturday. He was in uh, Texas on Sunday, or maybe I got him backwards, but he was traveling everywhere. He, He, you know, he, they try to make it sound like he's a, a Lothario, a, a stud, uh, somebody who's. But he, well, they 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 play that both ways. When he's younger, he's a stud. He was all over the place, and then now you know. Well, you know, he's this and that. They wanted they want to diminish his money, but yet they say, well, Melania only sticks around for his money. Okay, that's you're giving me two you know a two sided coin there that are completely opposite, literally. Which is not true, and you know Melania's staying with him. Well, she's got to be if if he's if he's a, a womanizer and uh, you know all of this stuff, and he's got no money. Well, here's the reason she would leave. She's got she, money. And she she has, is a beautiful woman. She's she obviously she's got has, no reason to stay there. She's except, had her opportunities to leave. If she wanted to leave, she would have left. And but let the, me tell you, they something have else they have a her. handsome young son together. Mm-hmm. Who they both obviously love, you know, uh, Baron. What's it, uh, Baron? Baron. Yeah, and they're trying to put them down, and you know what? Um, with uh, you know, I'm, I'm losing. I'll get. I'll get back I know, on that well, train here. Well, the, the thing is, you have a situation where, legitimately, we have a guy who is uh, incredibly one of the richest guys in our country. They try to make it sound like he's not. And they're going to continue to try to make it sound like he's not, because they're going to try to diminish his properties. Okay? Oh, how oh. they look at they they value this fathead judge Angeron in New York, who has no real estate background per se. He decides that Mar-a-Lago is worth eighteen million dollars on his own. Okay, eighteen million dollars. 
people who have talked about Mar-a-Lago have said the waterfront property alone, not the whole property, but the water waterfront side is worth $200 million. I mean, because it's that expensive to buy that kind of property in Florida where he's I'm at. Saying, now, there's, there's an attorney that's distorting all that, saying, oh, he's saying it's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. And I'm like, oh, where in the hell is he getting these figures from? Out of his butt? Well, apparently he is. Look, they're, they're trying to devalue, diminish Trump and take away his assets because he was a bad boy. He was a bad boy because he ran for president and he won and he changed everything. And people are lamenting that they'd like to go back to where it was. Melania has her own money. And let me tell you something that I see in that relationship. You know, I like to read people. And one thing I can tell about her, she might be soft-spoken and quiet externally. But when it gets back into the house, and he's even alluded to it, he marches to her drumbeat. She is the boss. Well, she's not in stupid. That, she's a no, smart woman. No, she's not. You know, she navigated her way through, yes, the modeling career, but she made money. She has money. That's it. And she had to put up with a lot of a-holes. We'll they didn't, that way. She didn't marry Trump for his money because she had money. She didn't need it. She didn't need, she didn't need his money. You know, and as far as, you know, oh, he can introduce me to the, you know, the high life and good people. She was already there. Yeah, absolutely. That's how they met. Well, She just liked the guy and said, yeah, here's a note. Give him my number. They don't like Trump. The deep state doesn't like Trump because he doesn't need them. He doesn't like them. He knows what they're doing to our country. And he wants to stop them. It's as simple as that. He wants to stop them. Um, So they're doing everything they can to tear his reputation apart, to destroy him as a person, to make him unelectable. But trust me, if you look at the polls, every week they get stronger and stronger and stronger for Trump. The people are catching on. But that being said, it goes back to what you and I talked about. We talked about this last week, that in an honest situation, we think Trump would have a landslide victory in 2020, uh, 2024. But I still hold that he's probably not going to win because they're going to sit there. Well, that's what I was just going right to say. Now. What I was going to say was we had, uh, we had discussed this, and in, a, in an honest situation, he'd win, but it's not going to be honest. Right. They're gonna they're gonna try they're gonna steal it. Yeah, they're they're absolutely gonna steal it because that's what they're set to go do. And yeah, you know, it gets down to well, going back to what I talked about earlier. It used to be that you know Jim goes to D.C. because he's he's tired of what's going on in his neck of the woods and he's going to make a change. And he's got two years to get something done. And if he doesn't get it done in two, he can get two more years, maybe a third term if he needs it. But that's it. He goes back home. You know, and he goes back to his life of doing a podcast or being retired or going out and fixing his lawn tractor and cutting his lawn. Whatever it is that he does, he's going to go back and do. And that was the thing. But see, what happens is people get in. The the system was made to be broken. And the fact that people are greedy. They well, like you the know, power when, and they like the money that goes with it. When these guys moved to Washington, you know, from like Wyoming or Idaho, or places like oh. that. And when they move their residency to Washington, which most of them do, you know there's no plans on their part to go back. They, they'll go back and they'll, they'll have a little apartment somewhere. They got a, they'll have maybe a P.O. box. But uh, for all intents and purposes, they've moved to D.C. Mm-hmm. When they do that, they're not representing you in Idaho and Wyoming anymore, but they want you to think they are. Hey, did you know Mitt Romney wrote a book? No, I well, didn't. It's a bestseller out there. I was at the bookstore yesterday, and apparently it's a bestseller, and nobody knows about it, you know. And I bet you he doesn't even – I bet you if you asked him, could you quote me what you wrote on page um, 56? Well, most of these guys go, don't write their own stuff. He probably yeah. would have no clue. He might have some cleft notes of what's in the book, uh, mm. but that would be about it. In other words, and, I, you know – I even asked us, is that book moving? Nope. But, you know, it's it's there on a list. As a matter of yeah. fact, a lot of those political books that are on bestseller list, they 
they get shipped, and the shipping invoices are what they're taking as the sales. Like Absolutely. The industry used to do. Well, we, you know, they don't want to say we shipped a million copies. They'll say, it's a gold record, certified gold. We sold a million copies. No, you printed, you did a, a million uh, copies worth of invoices to record stores that are sitting there going, who's what are we doing this with this turkey? thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let's go out back and we got a big giant Frisbee. Well, Woo. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Um, we used to do that. <laughs> you see what President Trump has. Uh, this is interesting. There's a new uh, commercial on social media for Trump and people saying it's great, but we don't know where it came from. We don't know whether it's really, a, is it a Trump commercial or did somebody uh, out there and. Uh, oh, the Bi- you're talking about what, the Biden show up commercial? No, no. This is a Trump commercial and it's, it's voiced by Tucker Carlson. Want you to hear this? And by the way, with social media, you don't have to conf- make it uh, sixty seconds or thirty seconds. That's it, right. It can go. Uh, this one's a minute and fifty-one seconds. Listen. Millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice. But they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true. We watched. America is still a great country, the best in the world. But our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in this country. And the uh, the visuals, the visuals are, are great shots of Trump, you know, mm-hmm. Speaking, shaking hands, uh, looking very dynamic, uh, and uh, it's it's very well done. But yeah, I'm thinking that it was probably put together by a listener or by a fan out there who uh, just sat at his uh, video editing machine and, and pasted it all together and took some audio from a Tucker Carlson show. You know? Yeah. You can, well, you, can, you could do that now. You know, uh, going back, I guess it was back in October. You know. Uh, Biden-Harris, their campaign under the dark Brandon uh, uh, meme, they they actually they created a Trump social profile, and they're claiming that they've got more followers on Truth Social uh-huh. than Trump does. Well, that may be true, but you know what? I would challenge everybody today, if that's true, go find their stupid profile and post this show time after time after time, flood it with it, and tell them what the, you think about Brandon you know, give them a tape because they're they're apparently they use it to troll what people are doing, and you know they're doing more than trolling. They're finding out who you are and where you are. Yeah, because that's what they do. They want to catalog everybody because you MAGA idiots out there, you're going to be all rounded up. You know, probably locked away for being stupid, and Hillary will be the Gestapo that leads it. You see, where uh, down in this is interesting. This is a uh, a statistic which makes you. You really cringe. Uh, in one week's time, Border Patrol seized about 300 pounds of fentanyl in Tucson, Arizona alone. That, I was thinking that's enough people probably to kill the whole country. Yeah. Now, there's something interesting about uh, the cartel has just now put out the order to, you know, if you quit shipping fentanyl to mm-hmm. the United States. Right. And they're saying it's because of they're afraid of Joe Biden and all of this. I'm going, no, there's something else going on here. This might be a coup because Joe, Joe, 
he wouldn't, if I were a cartel leader, mm -hmm. he wouldn't convince me if I'm sitting in a foreign country, uh, that he's going to come get me. No. Well, the United States hasn't come got them yet. And Joe can't do it by himself. So if anything, it's a deal between them. Hey, look, you know what? We'll ease off on this and we'll ease off on that. If you do this right now so that I can get reelected and it looks like I'm a tough guy, you know, but in, Tucson, way, in Tucson alone, uh, this is the same week in review, week in review. Right. We had 14,300 apprehensions in Tucson, 183 federal criminal cases from this one week. They had 33 rescues in Tucson alone. They had 15 human smuggling events that were discovered, seven narcotics events, two firearms were seized, and again, 300 pounds of fentanyl. Now, that's the kind of drug, by the way, if you touch it, it can kill you. You know, if you get it on your hands, it can kill you. Fentanyl. You got to wonder what the hell are they doing with with all this fentanyl? I mean, is there a market for these for this uh, drug? I mean, there must be. Oh, they wouldn't be doing it. it has to be profitable. But where is it going to go? Uh, it scares me this stuff. This stuff scares me for a lot of reasons. I wonder uh, are, are terrorists going to use this against us? Fentanyl at some point? Well, as I recall, fentanyl is kind of a drug like in you see it in uh, in nursing homes where somebody comes in and they've got cancer, they're terminal, and they don't have much time, and they're in pain. In a minuscule, minuscule amount. It's it's it is so small the amount that they use. It's it's almost ridiculous to show how effective it. I mean, it does work, but the the amount they actually give you therapeutically is just nothing. It's if you gave a pill of fentanyl to somebody, oh my god, you know, I mean, it's well, yeah, and apparently these kids are, you know, taking it and putting it in a punch and having parties and, and oh doing things god. like that. And I mean, there was a uh, down in uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, there was a young man that uh, went and spiked the punch, you know, so everyone could have a good time, and nine people died, including him. Well, you know, I, I have uh, two grandchildren who were in college, and I think my grandson told me that he always is cognizant of, like, he. I don't think he drinks from, like, a, a punch bowl or something like that. I think what he has usually has or to, right. either he has to make it himself or, or uh, you know, it has to be in a bottle that he uncorks. You don't know who's at a party, so, yeah, you know, and you don't know. Somebody might, oh, well, that's uh, Beatrice, you know. Don't worry. She makes the best you know, fruit punch uh -huh. around, you know, and all of a sudden it only takes one person to come by and drop something in that punch. Yep. And then, you know, oh, it's a party now. Oh, the, you know, the lights are going down low. The clothes are flying off. And wait, people are falling over dead. You don't know who's doing what to that punch. You know, it, it's like going to a buffet where, you know, somebody sneezes all over the salad bar. You and what they're afraid salad? of now is that Trump has said that if he becomes president again, Drug dealers will get the death sentence. The death sentence. That's that's a big change from what uh, Biden and the woke left are doing. Well, there, see, that goes back to what I was saying, that is there a deal with the Biden administration and, you know, the cartel that, you know, that, you know, he did his big stance, you know, powwow last week, and all of a sudden they've never bowed to us before. Biden is that great of a leader that he's done that? I don't think so. I think, if anything, there's a backdoor deal there. Look, you know, make me look good now so I get back in, and I'll give you this and do that. Yeah. Because he doesn't give a damn about the welfare and the health of your children. He doesn't give a damn about your health and welfare. He wants that border open. He's the only president that's wanted that border. Well, maybe Obama, too. But they, they wanted the border open, and they got it open. It's amazing. If you listen to Obama in 2006, he was for a closed border. Something happened after 2006. Somebody got to him. That someone had to say, hey, look, it, we need open borders. Maybe it was Soros. Maybe it was Soros and his money. I'm not sure, but uh, something well, happened. Obama made, made more money than he did as a president, I can tell you that. I got to tell you, uh, another thing over the weekend, um, the media and these contributors, experts, 
have decided that they're going full throttle on uh, Elon Musk trying to diminish him mm-hmm. as being, oh, he's made a, one guy said, he's made a cesspool of Twitter, X. He made a cesspool. No, no, no. He's just allowed it to be fair. What this guy thinks is a cesspool is that there are now conservatives who are on X who can voice their opinion just like the left can voice their opinion. But that's that neutrality that Elon Musk has developed, meaning, you know, as long as it's within certain boundaries, you know, you don't see pornographic stuff. But if you're being uh, conversational and if you're being uh, voicing different op- opinions, that's okay. That's what he wants. But that's not good enough for the left because they owned it before. They owned, Before Elon Musk bought it, they owned Twitter and they controlled it so the uh, conservative voices were squelched. So now, over the weekend on Saturday, his uh, SpaceX Corporation, they launched this massive rocket. I think it's the biggest rocket ever to be launched. And this is the second time they've launched it. And the media say, oh, it was a failure. It, uh, it blew up. In the No, no, no. What you don't understand, I saw a video on this on Sunday that a guy put together. He explained, these people at SpaceX, they don't work like NASA. They expect certain things to happen. It's almost like in their budget to have mm-hmm. failure. And every time they have a failure... Like in the first launch, they've learned something. They exactly right. They take the what was wrong in the first launch and they fix it, and that's what they did with this one. The second launch, this time, the ship got launched. It got into a, a way up into orbit, not into orbit, but, but way up in the sky. And then at the time it was supposed to separate, it separated, and the thirty-three engines that power it kicked in. All the 33 engines, I mean, think about it. I mean, this is amazing stuff. And the booster that was supposed to tumble back into the ocean, apparently it self-destructed because they have computers built into it. And the computers will actually decide, oh, well, this isn't right. This isn't what we're programmed to do. So I'm going to blow myself up. And that's what the thing did. It blew itself up. The other part of the rocket continued on for a bit, and then it started to have a malfunction. Something started to leak. They think it might have been tiles that had come off, but they're not really sure. And at some point, the computer on that part of the said, no, I think I should blow up. And it did. So... The media success, as far as I'm concerned. The media is saying, oh, it's another failure from Elon Musk, and oh, this is terrible. No. They, he actually sent a congratulatory uh, Twitter to all of his employees saying, what a great job you've done. They celebrated in the launching because it was like launching the Empire State Building. I'm not, maybe not, maybe not that big, but it was huge, this rocket. It was a big rocket. Yeah, it's supposed and to. And you know what? Imagine ahead. if that thing would have come down off its trajectory and hit a city. Oh, oh, that would have been great for the uh, media. Oh, that's what they wanted. That see, that's what they wanted. Yeah, and you know they'd be, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he can't even launch a rocket. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. uh, Elon Musk and his company are are amazing. They do in a short period of time what NASA used to take ten years to do. Yeah. NASA would sit down and say, "Okay, we're going to go to the moon." Do you remember? I was. I can remember when John Kennedy said. You know, by the end of uh, the decade, we're going to go to the moon. And that was considered amazing because we had just launched our first, you know, uh, satellite. It was like 1960, 61. Yuri Gagarin had beaten us from Russia. All of a sudden now uh, we're talking about going to the moon in 10 years? And we did. That was supposed to be a big deal. But these guys don't work this way at uh, SpaceX they're not waiting ten years. They want to. They, they're aiming for Mars. That's what Elon Musk wants to do. He wants to send an exploratory rocket to Mars. That's why that this rocket was so important because it's so big. It can power them to go further, and they can get to to uh, Mars. So, uh, I mean, I, I think this guy has done amazing. They, in the article I was just reading, on, it's on Breitbart. 
Even on Breitbart, the article talked about, oh, well, you know, he's had a lot of employees have injuries in the past six months. Uh, 600 employees have reported injuries. Oh, my God. Some of them are serious injuries. He employs thousands of people to work on these projects, thousands of people. And some, you know, when you talk about injuries, you can have a sprained wrist or you can have uh, a concussion. You know, you can have a a torn fingernail or you can have uh, a broken arm. I mean, they're all listed as injuries, but they want to make it look like the guy doesn't know what he's doing. The guy knows what he's yeah. doing, folks. The guy knows what he's doing. Anyway, Bill, I uh, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about? Uh, we yeah, are. I was, uh, I was just going to mention, but we could do it tomorrow. I mean, I was uh, looking at. Uh, we know the electric engine in uh, automobiles. It's just not ready yet. No. Things aren't there, and Biden's a little mad that his. Green new initiative, all electric, is uh, not working. Nope. Apparently, uh, the people that manufacture Jeeps and Chryslers and all of the big parent companies. Yeah. uh, They're going to do buyouts for some 13,000 employees. Say, here's here's some money. Get the hell out of here. We're going to switch over to a crew to develop new electric cars. And I'm going like, well, that's question number one. Question number two is from a gentleman I know that's sitting there. He goes, yeah, I'm off for the holidays, probably through the winter. I said, what? He goes, yeah, well, you know, I work for the state, Pennsylvania, doing roads and repaving and, and, and everything. And, uh, you know, around Toby Hanna, there's a you know piece of highway that goes forever that is just, it's split. It's coming apart. It's Toby Hanna highway. is a town? In- it's a town, and it's... Uh, it's known for a military base and whatnot, so mm-hmm. we'll put it that way. But either way, the highway goes through in there, and that's where they were working. And they were, you know, instead of just redoing the highway, all right, which, you know, stretches across the state, comes around through here and goes up goes up towards Philly. Instead of sitting there saying, yeah, we're going to redo the highway, they're going, oh, no, no, we're just doing little 40-foot and 100-foot patches, which is nothing. It'll come apart in one season. And the foreman of the crew said, no, we're not even set to possibly redo that until 2040. What year is it? 2020. The cars, you know, I mean, if the roads aren't going, there's a story here that's not being said. We're we're, we're not going to have gas cars. We're going to go electric, but they're going to be more expensive. So the people that made the gas cars have got to go away. And anybody that made the bodies, anything to it, yeah, forget it. Get out of here. We're doing the electric thing. They're gearing up for that. But if we're not going to have the roads and the infrastructure to have whatever kind of vehicle, however it's powered to drive on it, what the hell are we doing? I'll talk to Pete just... Buttigieg about that. I'm sure he'll get right on it. Um, the he other doesn't th- care. The, the other thing is this, Bill. Uh, Ford, I think they came out uh, last month and said they're losing $36,000 a car on electric yeah. on electric cars. So what does Joe do? He tightens up on oil production so we don't have the gas to run them, so we have to go with the electric. And the electric doesn't work. I mean, the cars lose half their value overnight. I, I spent three ninety a gallon for regular. Three ninety a gallon yeah. for regular Well, you uh, got yesterday. the cheap watered-down gallon. Well, it's all watered-down, just so you know. Mm. Well, all I can tell you is uh, electric isn't working. Uh, they're... they're as far as I'm concerned, do I want a car that can run on run out of a charge in the middle of nowhere and then I'm stuck? Because that's what no. these things can do. They don't even have a backup system. Like you would think they would say, okay, look it. If you run out of gas, you hit this button, it turns on a small gas engine, it'll take you at forty miles an hour to your nearest electric charging spot. No. Well, it would make sense, Jim, but that's logic and forget about that. Yeah. Or you would think that well, see, I could go on and on, but we're already way over time here. We got a lot to talk about tomorrow already, uh, and we will. Our number is uh, 833-538-7868 if you want to call us and you want to say hello, uh, say uh, you like the show, uh, you say um, Jim's a real handsome guy even though I can't see him for an old guy, and uh, Bill's not bad. And <laughs> I'm just zinging you. I'm just, it's a Monday morning zing. Uh, also, you can call for any reason. If you want to make a suggestion about the show, it's there for you. 833-538-7868. Mail at bill.com and some other guy. No, mail at bill, <laughs> bill at jim.com. Jim and bill at mail.com. Uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. And uh, I think, uh, am I forgetting something? Oh, let's see. Uh, 
Uh, did you forget where you know. parked? Did you forget where you parked your car? Uh, I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, you know it's where that in is. The huh? yeah, it's, oh, yeah, I, it's in the driveway. Yeah, it's in the driveway. I know I what you forgot. Uh, oh, I locked my keys in the car no, again? No, 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 no. You forgot oh. to say the magic words. The magic words is... He's milking Hasta it. la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>